0: the whole financial literacy thing started because i in my personal journey i started you know wanting to learn about financial literacy myself because i never learned it i trashed my credit when i was young i mean it was it was it was awful and i was like something's got to change so i joined a community of real estate investors and An epiphany happened for me where I realized that I learned more with them in a year or two than I did in 25 years (laughs) of my life. There's another aspect to it, too, by the way, is keeping them engaged, because here's the thing and we're all probably guilty of this, especially when we're really like, you know, work uh, meetings and stuff like that, you are on the computer. They are on the computer, which means they have access to everything on the computer. So they could be doing a thousand other things instead of paying attention to you. So you have to be able to grasp their attention and bring them back, you know, if, if need be, or just keep them there, you know, that can be very challenging. I discovered very quickly that being an actor does not make any money at first. (laughs) It is really hard to make money at first. And then a few weeks later, I get a letter from the IRS saying, hey, um, you owe us a thousand dollars.
1: Hello and welcome to the Qualified Tutor podcast. The podcast that brings you the latest in the world of tutoring, ed tech, and education and, hopefully, inspires in you the big change that each and every one of us is capable of. Qualified Tutor is an industry-leading tutor training organisation and online tutoring community for thousands of tutors around the world. This podcast is the voice of this community, where we aim to hear from tutors, teachers, entrepreneurs, coaches, business experts, students, tutorpreneurs, and more from the world of tutoring about what inspires them every day, how they can help tutors like you and what they've learned about tutoring along the way. The question is, what will you learn today? Hello and welcome to the 130th episode of the Qualified Tutor Podcast. My name is Ludo Miller, the host of this podcast. Welcome back to our regular listeners. Welcome to any of you for whom this is your first time listening to the Qualified Tudor Podcast. And of course, uh, a very warm welcome to our guest today, uh, Isabel de la Cruz. Isabel, welcome to the podcast.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. <laughs>
1: It, and it's an honour for us to, to, to receive you here as well. It's, um, it's been many months that we uh, have known each other and it's really on me that I haven't invited you onto the podcast uh, sooner. So I'm very glad that you're here for the first of hopefully many uh, podcasts that we're, that we're able to do with you, Isabel. Um, I, so I as, wanna... a little, as a little um, background to uh, Isabel, because I know uh, many of the people in our community will... Um, I've come across Isabel's videos and Isabel's um, financial literacy courses. Um, but for those who haven't, and I've just given away a little bit about what, what Isabel does, but Isabel is uh, an amazing uh, science and, and math tutor of uh, coming up to about 15 years now, is it, Isabel?
0: Something like that, yeah. Uh, well, I technically started in back in 2008, but I didn't start tutoring full-time until 2014. So. Okay. That's a pretty cool story that I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> yeah,
1: so definitely 15 years and, and, and full time um, for the last, last nine or ten. Um, has, Isabel has a background in, in uh, molecular biology and computer programming and maths. Um, and in addition to, to all of that, is, is a super talented uh, vlogger and YouTuber and actor, um, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, so many of you will have heard of Isabel Explains, which is Isabel's YouTube channel for financial literacy, uh, where she shares um, short kind of snappy videos explaining all kinds of banking, accounting, mathematical and, and finance concepts. Uh, really, really easy and, and informative watching for, for you, the, the educator, for your children, uh, if you have any, and for your students uh, as well. Uh, And much like our guest from two weeks ago, Matthew Cornier, uh, Isabel has, as I mentioned, also starred in uh, many acting roles in film and in TV. So I can't wait to hear uh, a little bit more about that. Though this is, of course, the Qualified Tutor podcast. So uh, unfortunately, most of this episode will be about uh, Isabel's tutoring knowledge and expertise. But we will, I'm sure, touch on the acting bit a little bit. But Isabel... um, I asked you uh, a few weeks ago uh, to see if you could find or locate any old school reports, because it's a great way for our listeners to get to know our guests. I gather that locating the school reports was not necessarily possible, but you do have a tale from your from your childhood days. Is that right?
0: Yes, <laughs> So um when I was in 11th grade, we were reading this book called Como Agua Para Chocolate. I grew up in Puerto Rico, so I went to school in Puerto Rico. And this uh, book is basically it's a story, it's a novel, and as part of our... Uh, one of our projects was to literally become the character. You were assigned to be one of the characters of the book, and we were going to have a judgment of the character. Like, we'll literally go to court and defend our character. And I got so into it. Like, I literally, my character was supposed to be like a, a military uh, person, like she kind of like just joined the, uh, the militia or whatever, uh, out of, out of the blue, like in a whim. And I literally, my dad was in the military. So I borrowed one of his shirts. You know, I made fake guns. Like I was all in and, uh, the, we, the, the, the presentation was going great. And at some point I said something very inappropriate (laughs) and the teacher just stopped and she was like, okay, that is a cut. So, uh, (laughs) but uh, but she said, and I will never forget this because I think this is probably what led me to becoming an actor or, you know, getting some hope about becoming an actor. She said, we gotta stop here because that was inappropriate, but I will tell you, you are a thespian. You definitely are a thespian. So I loved it. I loved everything you did. It was just not appropriate for the classroom.
1: 50% no, 50% yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I still got an A.
1: <laughs> Maybe one day we'll hear what you said, but perhaps not now, as well. No. <laughs> so so do you think then that, that your experiences kind of at school and and in drama um have kind of led you to where you are today would you say that it informs your why isabel
0: um a little bit yes i think well i i would say that my why to becoming a tutor is for for one thing the aha moments i absolutely love that that is my favorite part of tutoring like seeing their eyes just like when when it clicks you know that is That is magical to me. But I think that one thing that I have, and I guess it has grown over time, is learning that anyone can learn anything if they are taught in the way that they learn. I've come across so many students that have so many different ways of learning that that has been very eye-opening for me to where I can even pinpoint like, okay, I think you're a kinetic learner or you're an auditory learner or you're a visual learner or you're a mixture of these two you know or kids who have you know adhd or things like that you know and and it's hilarious because i actually tutor online and at the end of the day at the end of the session i would literally have a whole canvas of drawings <laughs> throughout the entire uh board because that's what they do to you know to focus and listen, as long as you understand the lesson and as long as you're getting good grades and everything, I truly don't care. And I actually save them because some of them are actually very talented. And I literally just take screenshots and of saving for myself because this is really cool.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those kind of weird things that's cropped up with online learning, isn't it? That we now have these kind of beautiful depictions, these kind of flyers and posters that are just created almost kind of, you know, subconsciously throughout the session um it's not like yeah. okay today we're going to make a beautiful poster about you know uh, some part of maths it's just that's that's how the session kind of develops isn't it um mm-hmm. yeah it's almost artistic I have I don't have an artistic bone in my body but some of the creations <laughs> I come up with I'm quite impressed with um they're mostly my students um talent rather than mine but um yeah I I, I think that's I remember us I talking before about about why you do what you do and it's and it's clearly a large part of your, your branding, your sell to, to parents um, is that why, is that, you know, wanting to see that joy in learning um, and knowing that that is part of how students learn effectively is, is enjoying it. I can't imagine that any student who joins any of your, you know, financial literacy games or watches your YouTube videos doesn't find the content kind of engaging and attractive and, and, and interesting, which is really, really important. Um, but but, you know, you're also a, a tutoring business owner uh, alongside that. Did, could you tell us a little bit more about how you came, if we go back a little bit, how you came to be involved in education and setting up your tutoring business?
0: Yeah, so that is the story I wanted to tell you. So I actually went to school for math at first. I was a math major. It was comp- computational math. So it was actually math and computer science. And I did that for three years. And eventually, you know, I ended up switching, long story short, ended up switching to biology. I got my degree in molecular biology, but I always had this dream, I guess, of I wanted to become an actress. I always did. And, uh, you know, my upbringing, my dad is very traditional. So he was very like, uh, no, you have a brain. You're going to use it. So go to school and get a degree. So when I was done, I basically just gave him my degree and I was like, I'm going to go be an actor now. And uh, I started taking classes and whatnot. So I discovered very quickly that being an actor does not make any money at first. (laughs) (laughs) It is really hard to make money at first. So because you have to do a lot of, you know, free projects and show off your talent and whatnot. And that is very time consuming because even something as simple as a 10 minute video can take literally all day to shoot, you know. So um, I came across a friend who told me that she was doing tutoring and she loved it because she could make her own schedule and whatnot. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to give that a shot because I did. Start. Uh, I did tutor a lot when I was in in high school and in college. You know, I always tutored my peers, but I never did it like quote unquote professionally. You know, I never charged anybody for it. So I started doing it, and I fell in love with it. I loved it so much. And you know, over the years, I started realizing that teens was kind of like my niche, right? Like I, the ones that I I got to teach the best. You know, so and that's that's where everything started rolling and and till th- this day I I absolutely love it now the whole financial literacy thing started because I in my personal journey I started you know wanting to learn about financial literacy myself because I never learned it right so it was it was very very challenging for me I trashed my credit when I was young I mean it was it was, it was awful. I had stuff in my collections for forever. I mean, it was, it was really, really bad. And I was like, something's got to change. You know, like I, I, I can't learn this. It can't be that hard. So I joined a community of real estate investors and an epiphany happened for me where I realized that I learned more with them in a year or two that I was actively part of the community than I did in 25 years of my life and I was like I have to share this I have to share this with my students because had I known what I know now when I was their age I would be a millionaire by now you know so I started you know sharing tidbits and whatnot during our sessions and whatever and they were like man I wish I would learn that in school like that's what they gotta be teaching us not this algebra 2 or you know this precalculus like I want to be a dentist I don't need no precalculus you know (laughs) whatever and they're not necessarily wrong (laughs) (laughs) so so I took it up on myself and I I actually did a lot of research you know because I wanted to share a content with them and I realized that most of the content out there is for adults is not for teens. There's very little content for teens. And I'm like, we gotta teach them while they're young <laughs> before they start screwing up. <laughs> That's what we need to do. So, um, so I took it upon myself and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make uh turn my YouTube channel that I already had. It was from math and science. I'm going to start doing financial literacy and, and they love it. I have a whole course on Udemy as well. It is free at the moment. And, I will uh, hopefully be dropping Lesson 2 in, by the end of this month. So, yeah, it, it, it's it been an awesome journey. As of last night, actually, or yesterday, technically, it was their night, but it was my morning yesterday. I ended up doing a financial literacy game with the kids from Ukraine, uh, with uh, Julia, the yeah. your friend. So it was fantastic. It was so much fun, and they were so appreciative. You know, they're like oh my gosh, like, this is where real life is? And I'm like, uh, yeah. You know, one of the things that happened that I, I think it was kind of like a, like a blessing in disguise. One of the scenarios that I do for the game was uh, that your cousin got into a really bad accident. You know, do you help them with their bills? Or do you, you know, you take them to, to, to the doctor and back or whatever, you know, like, how do you help them? And one of the kids didn't. And I'm like poking fun of her, you know, kind of like, oh, you're such a bad person. How dare you not help your cousin, you know? And, and you know, it was all in good fun, though. And at the end, when I got their feedback, she goes, I couldn't help him because I didn't have enough money. And that, that spoke to my soul. Because <laughs> I was like, that has actually happened to me where I want to help somebody and I can't because I didn't have enough money or I didn't have the means to go visit them and stay with them, whatever the case may be, you know? And it was, and I told her, it's like, and that's why you have to be responsible with your money because you were, you did all the partying up to this point, right? And now you don't have enough money to help your cousin. Right. And yeah. So it was, it was one of those Lessons that I'm like... yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I hope that stays with you <laughs> forever. <laughs> okay.
1: So, so what, what do you know about financial literacy for teens now that you didn't at the start? What, what are some things that you could tell parents or, or educators of or students about financial literacy that, that, they, you know, that, that you didn't know when you first began this journey?
0: Well... I mean, you mean my personal journey or the journey of teaching them?
1: The journey of teaching them. Yeah.
0: Well, I would say that one thing I didn't know was how little they actually knew, you know? So when I was, uh, when I first started sharing tips with them would be things like, oh, did you know you can save on taxes by opening a business? And then I realized that they don't even know the difference between a debit card and a credit card. (laughs)
1: You know, <laughs> like, <Very essential. laughs>
0: um, let's back up a little bit, you know, so I think that was a huge eye opener for me because it, it's one of those things you don't necessarily think about. You know, when I was 15, I probably didn't know either, you know, so I think one one thing that I have taken away from from doing this is keep it incredibly simple and start from the basics. Don't assume that they know what you think they know, right? Like things, even like the difference between a checking account and a savings account. Most of them don't know, you know? So I think that is one one thing that I would definitely encourage even parents. Like you don't necessarily have to share any figures with them because I understand that, you know, there's this privacy uh, concept to it and whatnot. Uh, but even if it's just like, at least like a generic idea of this is what a checking account is and this is what a savings account is or A credit card versus a debit card and this is how you use it and why this one is better than the other for whatever scenario you know um even things as like direct deposit or um uh, overdraft protection you know that is one thing that my students haven't even heard of and it's crazy because I actually had an experience with overdraft protection that I didn't know what overdraft protection was. And here I was with my bank account in negative numbers, you know, and paying fees on top of that. And I was like, I was almost offended at the time I remember because I, I didn't know. And it's, it's almost, it, it sounds silly, but it was almost humiliating because I, I like, I felt robbed, you know, in a way. But yeah. they they had warned me ahead of time. I just didn't know what it was, and it was is one of those moments that you just feel so, for lack of a better word, so stupid, right? And it's and you shouldn't, but but I did, and I'm like, this is so unnecessary. All of this pain was so incredibly unnecessary. Yeah, that I had I just known what overdraft was?
1: Yeah, it's almost a bit like. Uh, some of the more classic classroom subjects isn't it you know students often turn to tutoring for extra help because they they just don't know what a a topic is in a particular subject and all they feel like all the other you know students around them have have grasped this concept and they feel as you say almost a bit stupid that they don't know what the teacher's talking about so it's not like financial literacy is this kind of completely unrelatable extracurricular activity it actually it has exactly the same tenets to the progress of learning that, that you know, mainstream classroom subjects do. And yet, and yet, it has such a practical application later in life. You know, as soon as they leave, you know, college or university, they will be having to deal with things like overdraft protection. Whereas, unless they go into science, they probably won't be having to deal with colour changes in, in, in chemistry or, you know, the, right. classification of animals in biology or what, anything else that you learn at, at school. Um, so, but but I mean you had you have your own tale about your your own personal journey into or perhaps a trigger into wanting to learn more about financial literacy. I remember the first time we spoke about this, it was with uh, it was with the inland revenue uh, system, wasn't it in in the U.S.
0: Oh yeah, the IRS. Uh... So, yeah, that story is very, uh, it's funny now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, um, one time I was about, I believe I was 23 at the time. I was already, uh, I had graduated college. I was kind of on my own. And I, you know, because I was a math major and a science major. I'm so smart, right? So I was like, you know what? This taxes thing can't be that hard. So I'm going to do my own taxes. I ain't paying nobody $500 to do my taxes. Uh, I'm going to do it with the software on my own, you know, and, and I did. So I get a refund. I was very excited. I was like, yeah, I did it. And then a few weeks later, I get a letter from the IRS saying, hey, um, you owe us a thousand dollars. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? You know, and literally said something like, um, there was a section where you were supposed to only check one of the two boxes and you checked both of them. And that simple mistake cost me $1,000 to pay back the IRS. And that was another trigger, like you're saying, you know, where I was like, I have to learn about this stuff. There's no way. and And I think that 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 is a, a a big problem in the sense that a lot of people are afraid of the IRS, right? Everything is so complicated and so mysterious and, and whatnot. And I actually heard one of my students say recently that she's like, I'm scared of the IRS, you know, like you don't mess with the IRS. And I'm like, yes, true. But also you don't need to be afraid of it because if you learn about it, then you know what you're doing, you know? The, the, the antidote to fear is knowledge, right? So just learn about it, because yeah, it can be complicated at times, but it's not that hard, you know? Once you think of it in the bigger picture, which is how I normally, I like to teach, it's like, think of it as the bigger picture and then start, you know, jumping into the details. Um, it, it's not as scary, as it sounds at first yeah
1: that's a great line to to leave that part with it's not as scary as it looks at first no no amount of learning is as scary uh, ends up being as scary as it looks at first that's that's kind of the point of learning isn't it going from that place of knowledge and confidence and trust and taking that leap into the unknown into somewhere that you as the learner you don't know it yet but with the help of you know a financial literacy course or a tutor or a teacher you go from that place of of you know of uh unknown to known um so yeah uh i i i, I thought that story was was strikes a real chord because not only might it save someone from having to pay a thousand pounds or dollars but also i think it tells us a little bit more about how with with uh, a semblance of understanding and knowledge it, 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 you can go a, a long way um now we, we did mention that we would get to your acting as well, Isabel. I'm afraid we don't have a huge segment for your acting. Perhaps we can focus on that primarily in another conversation. But you you do have a background in acting, um, and we know from speaking to previous guests that 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 can be a really effective tool in a in an educator's kind of toolkit. What, what, what transferable skills would you say you have been able to bring into? into education then from, from, my, from your acting?
0: I would say so much. Um, everything from like something as simple as reading their body language, you know, when they tell me that they understand something but their face doesn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or uh, making, you know, my classes more upbeat or fun and being able even to speak on camera right? Like with this whole Zoom world or, you know, virtual world, uh, being able to speak on camera. And uh, it has definitely helped me a lot with my YouTube channel, right? Uh, And even creating my course because my course is all videos as well. So yeah, it definitely has helped a lot because simple things like even lighting or audio uh quality, you know, that can make or break your video. And The fact that I have been able to learn all that as an actor, you know, taking on camera classes and taping my own auditions and making sure that everything is well lit and, you know, the microphone is plugged in and how to uh, make sure that the audio and the video match and all that stuff, you know, the technical stuff has definitely helped a lot. But I would say in the sense of teaching as well, it has it has definitely improved my relationships with my students, because a, now I'm super cool, and
1: <laughs> you've got an interesting backstory <laughs> yeah.
0: and uh, but also you know it's um it's definitely helped in in the sense, like I said, to be able to connect with them at a at a stronger level than just like here's how you do this exercise, do you get it? Yes, let's move on
1: yeah. Or well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the two can, can be, can be combined then perhaps. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, especially as you say, and, and given that we are, you know, kind of delivering performances online now, you know, over zoom, so many tutors are tutoring online. That That's a kind of mini, uh, I guess audition is perhaps not the right word because there's not that, that level of stress or uncertainty <laughs> in a tutoring situation, but it's not dissimilar, is it? I mean, the, the tutoring yeah. environment is kind of a performance in some ways, um, uh, in in lots of different meanings of that word. Um, yeah,
0: and, and there's another aspect to it too. By the way, is keeping them engaged because here's the thing, and we're all probably guilty of this, especially when we're in really like you know work uh, meetings and stuff like that. You are on the computer. They are on the computer, which means they have access to everything on the computer. So they could be doing a thousand other things instead of paying attention to you. So you have to be able to grasp their attention and bring them back you know, if, if need be, or just keep them there, you know, that can be very challenging sometimes for, especially for students who are not very interested in the topic, but yeah, it's, it helps when you actually make that connection with them as opposed to, you know, this is how you do it, blah, blah, blah. And they just take a screenshot of it and move on.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Now, finally, um, Isabel, because we do have to do have to draw this conversation to a close. Unfortunately, We like turning on this podcast to the, the, the future plans of our guests, finding out a little bit more about what they'll be up to in the coming months and, and weeks and months. So what, what's next for you, Isabel? What's next for Isabel de la Cruz?
0: Yeah, <laughs> so uh, first of all, I am going to be releasing lesson two of my financial literacy course on Udemy. As I mentioned, it is free right now. And you guys are all welcome to sign up. It is technically for teens, but anybody can learn from it. And um, e- if you sign up while it is free. It will be free to you forever. So even if I add content, the thing with Udemy is that they do not let me keep it for free after I add more than 2 hours of content and since I plan on doing 11 whole lessons, you know, everything from what is a bank account to uh retirement, you know, investing things like that. So you want to make sure you sign up because there's a lot of content in there that I'm going to be posting in the next few months and uh yeah, I also want to finish my financial literacy game, or I already finished it, but, you know, keep um, bringing it to schools and have more financial financial literacy game nights, which uh, so far they have been very successful. My students are eating it up and and they, they enjoy it because, you know, I try to make it fun and we joke about, you know, life, uh, but also they get to learn things about you know, uh, what is a dividend, you know, or what is, you know, uh, the difference between, like I said, checking and savings or, you know, how to use a credit card and things like that and make it a little realistic.
1: It, it is wonderful work, what you're doing, Isabel. Um and it was, it's opening so many, uh, both tutors and obviously students' minds to to financial literacy, which affects us all, or at least will affect us all in the case of young students. So, um, yeah, it's really a uh, very exciting uh, space to watch. Um, Isabel, thank you so much for, for joining us here today uh, on the show. It's uh, it's always a really, really fun conversation with you, Isabel. You add so much uh, energy oh. to uh, this conversation you can see how naturally that comes to you in a in a tutoring environment as well or on oh. or on the screen i imagine <laughs> I, actually, I haven't watched a film with you in it well, but that's my next uh, that's my next piece of homework um yeah. so yeah i i hope you enjoyed um coming on as well if people want to reach out to you today you know straight after they've listened to this what's the best way they can they can get in touch
0: well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. And yes, I enjoyed this. This is really awesome. Um, the easiest way yeah, I would say is go to my website, isabellexplains.com. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I even have a link tree where you can see a bunch of other stuff that I offer as well, like my uh, um, my course as well. And you know, there's a bunch of books that I also recommend as well. They're all on my link tree and everything is Isabel Explains. And that is I-S-A-B-E-L. There's no L-L-E. There's no A at the end. (laughs) It's just Isabel, I-S-A-B-E-L Explains. So yeah, you can find me on any platform for the most part.
1: That's your next step, listeners. Uh, Thank you. Uh, listeners for 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 listening in today uh, for being with the show for following the qt podcast um this has been our 130th episode and there's still many many more to come but isabel for one final time thank you very very much and we'll speak to you soon thank you cheerio then thank you for listening to this episode of the qualified tutor podcast whether you're a regular listener of this podcast or you've just stumbled across it, join the Qualified Tutor podcast group within the Qualified Tutor community to stay up to date with our latest news, offers, workshops and of course simply to meet other tutors like you. Whatever your level as a tutor, our training courses will be the next step in your professional development. Visit qualifiedtutor.org training to find out more about our CPD accredited and Ofqual recognised courses the first of their kind in the tutoring industry. Your student deserves the best tutor possible. Make that happen today by joining Qualified Tutor